0: I want to talk uh, the big Christmas story according to Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Um, I don't know if you've uh, seen the, the film uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Anyone seen that film? So, so it's a really, really great film. I mean, it, Freddie Mercury so creative, but, but, but so tragically lonely. But, but the music is incredible. And uh, for, for days afterwards, I, I, I'm whistling... Uh, or, or singing Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, I, I, you know you know how it kind of goes, don't you? It's like, is this, I can't say <laughs> <laughs> is this the real life? Sing with me. Is this just fantasy caught in a landslide? No escape from reality. And then it goes on, doesn't it? And you've got like, I see a little, sing with me, I see a little silhouette of a man, Scaramouche, Scaramouche, Will you do the fandango, Thunderbolt of lightning, Very, very frightening me. Galileo! Galileo! Galileo. What on earth is that about? But we all know the words, don't we? We all know what it's about, but we we think, well, what? And I'm whistling along, in fact, I'm a Leeds fan, uh, so I've been, this song's been going round in my head, but I think, nobody knows what it's about. Funny enough, we're out uh, as a group of us last Saturday singing carols with some with some other churches was great, five or six churches from around the town, kind of got together in different slots around the town. We joined with St. Paul's and we're singing carols. And, and our singing was amazing. And there's about 40 of us, which is brilliant. And the MP came out and starts videoing it on his phone. So I thought, I'll go over and say, oh, hi, Alex, how are you? He didn't recognise me. See seen me a few times, didn't recognise me. But he said, oh, how lovely that carol singing. He says, it just brings a little bit of cheery joy. And I thought, well, that's true, it does. There's something about carols that bring a little cheery joy. But I thought, actually, I'm listening to the carol, I'm giving out uh, leaflets because obviously you can tell I can't sing. And they're giving out leaflets, and, and I'm, people are stopping and singing, and I'm thinking, this is amazing words they're singing. Have they any clue what's going on? It can be a, bit, a, little, a little bit like Bohemian Rhapsody. So I thought what I'd do is I would talk you through the carol Hark the Herald Angels Sing so that when we sing it afterwards, instead of it being uh, Fandango or whatever, you think, ah, that's what it means. So, so Charles Wesley uh, wrote the carol uh, in uh, 1739 and it was originally called A Hymn for Christmas Day. A hymn for Christmas Day. And the first line was, Hark how all the reekin rings. Does anybody know what reeking is? Apart from it sounds like it smells bad. <laughs> it's actually an old English word for heaven. And so he wrote, Hark all the heavens ring. And even in 1739, really, nobody really knew what reeking was. So Gloucester-born preacher, uh, John Whitfield, he, who was a friend of Wesley, he changed the song and put the first line Hark the Herald Angels Sing, which is a little bit easy to get your head around. And originally, John Wesley, uh, Charles, he wrote it with a very dirgy tune, because this is serious stuff here, what we're talking about. And actually then a guy, uh, an English uh, 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 composer, said, why don't we use F- Felix Mendelssohn's uh, so, uh, tune, I think it's called O to Joy, and we put that, and so that's what we've got now. We've got this song that with a great tune, with words that can we understand, but maybe we don't. And I just want to talk you through it. So the, how the Herald Angel Sings puts us on a hillside outside Bethlehem in 3 BC. It puts us there with um, just the, the shepherds. The shepherds actually were... Uh, the lowest of the low. So I don't think we've got any shepherds here, uh, but but we do the shepherds. But shepherds were like the lowest of the low. In fact, they were so low that, along with women—sorry, I didn't make these rules—but along with women in 3 BC, their testimony wasn't allowed in a Roman court. Because they're so unreliable. We, these shepherds, they're unreliable. We're not going to have their uh, testimony in a Roman court. so what happens is that the angels appear to these shepherds and tell them this amazing news. Good news, good tidings of great joy I bring to you this day, today, in Bethlehem. Bethlehem, by the way, was like a, if you think, it's like 12 miles, 10 miles outside. Um, Jerusalem, it's a bit like Watford, you know, it's like a a nothing kind of town, if you come from Watford, I apologise, but it's kind of like that, isn't it, you know, it's like not really, nothing, they used to joke about, can anything good come out of Watford, can anything, they used to say in the Bible, can anything good come out of Bethlehem, so we've got this back end of a place, with these kind of low down guys, and these angels appear to them saying, I've got some amazing news, Uh, Wesley puts it in his song, doesn't he, With angelic hosts proclaim, it's a proclamation, it's a heralding, proclaim Christ is born in Bethlehem. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. We saw it in the um, video, but this is how Luke uh, puts it. We just saw it in the video now. It says, the angels said to the shepherds, Do not be afraid, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in Bethlehem, the town of David, a Saviour has been born to you. He's the Messiah, or the Christ, or the Chosen One, the Anointed One, the Lord. This will be a sign you'll find the baby wrapped in cloths and lying lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and singing or saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven on earth. Peace on whom his favour rests. Now imagine last night this had happened to you. Uh, I mean, it was, it, everyone was in their house last night because it was terribly windy, but imagine you were up on Leckhampton Hill and suddenly you, uh, you saw, you heard this. I, I, think, I think most people would say, guess what? I saw angels. Well, that would be the thing that you'd think, well, that's amazing, wouldn't you? If you saw that on Leckhampton Hill, on Cleve Hill, a host of angels, you'd say, guess what? And guess what your friends would go is, Sorry, we don't do angels. And immediately you forget the story. We don't do angels. But yet we've got angels all through the story. I've never seen an angel. I don't know if you've seen an angel. We tend to struggle with angels. In fact, a, um, a German philosopher, if you're German here, apologies, uh, to pull our German philosopher and then to, to, to say it's true. But he said this in 1963. I think, Really? He says, it's important, it's impossible to use electric lights and the radio and make use of modern medical discoveries and at the same time believe the Bible world of angels and miracles. So he's basically saying, because we've invented the dishwasher, there is no God. You know, and, and people, we really struggle with this idea of Angels. And, and, and that and we can kind of roadblock and think, this is not a true story because there's angels. But actually, the, the shepherds just took that in their stride. I'm sure they hadn't seen angels before. That's why they were told, don't panic. Every time an angel turns up in the Bible saying, don't be afraid. That, that, but they, I don't think they, they were worried about, about that. They were almost like struck by something else. They, and Maybe the other thing you might say is, hey, a baby's been born in a really unusual place. Uh, I don't know, if you... Um, You sometimes get these stories, don't you, of babies born in unusual places. So this is from the Daily Mail online, I I think it's quite funny. A couple delivered their baby boy in the toilet and named him Lou. (laughs) Genius. And what, Jesus, what's the meaning of your name? My name means God saves. And Lou, what's your meaning of your name? Let's not even go there. (laughs) And you could say, that's the amazing thing about it, that we've got a baby born in this kind of Guest room with the cattle and the animals, that's amazing. Tell the Daily Mail, let's get it on Mail Online. You maybe would have passed that on. But actually, the shepherds didn't pass either of those things on. They passed on this. Today, in Bethlehem, the the town of David, a Saviour's been born to you, and he's the Messiah, the Lord, or the Messiah who's God. And actually, that was the thing. That was the thing they were told to pass on. At the end of the video, they're going around knocking on the door and saying, this is amazing news. And Charles Wesley, although the song seems to be about angels, it actually is about the same news. It's about this same news. It's about who is this baby and why is he come? Who is this baby and why he's come? Actually, Wesley declares poetically who this baby is. So, let's, so it's Christ... Christ by highest heaven adored, Christ the everlasting Lord, late in time behold him come, offspring of the virgin's womb, veiled in flesh the Godhead see, hail the incarnate deity, pleased as man with man to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel. If you'd have gone... In there, the stunning news is that this baby is the God who's the everlasting Lord. In other words, he's always been, the God who's been forever. This baby is that God who's lived forever, the one who heaven worships, who heaven adores. And it's almost like that that God has... Uh, uh, come, but, you know, she's never had sex. It's almost like that, that God came and implanted himself in this woman's womb. And the, the, and the, and the, and the God who holds everything together is, is growing as a baby in the womb from a few cells to a fetus, uh, you know, to an embryo, to a fetus, to a baby, and then being born. It's staggering news. C.S. Lewis, who wrote the line, the, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, the Narnia Chronicles, he said this: the eternal being, who knows everything and created the whole universe, not only became not only a man but a baby, and before that, a fetus in a woman's body. Imagine that. Charles Wesley is in another another Carol puts God contracted to a span incomprehensibly made man. The God who holds the whole universe together, who created the whole thing, actually became about the size of your hand. That's what the shepherds freaked out about. God is with us. That's what Emmanuel means. Pleased as man, as a man, to dwell with humanity. Pleased as man with man, or humanity to dwell. Jesus, our Emmanuel, God with us. Now, just stop a moment. If this is a shepherd's fabrication, because remember, shepherds are not to be trusted in 3rd century BC, if this is a shepherd's fabrication, it's absolutely of no importance. And we should go through Christmas and say, well, let's just enjoy the food, and I love all that, and enjoy the presents, and it's quite nice to have lights on the high street, and do all that, and go through the Midwinter Festival, uh, then it's of no importance. But if it is true... It's of ultimate importance. If it's true that God took on flesh to dwell as a man in this beautiful and broken world, its impact is of sweeping significance. It can't be just mildly important. If God has come to earth, there is a God and he's come to earth, then it's not just, isn't that nice for Christmas. It's either stunningly significant or it's not important at all if it's a lie. What it can't be is, isn't it nice for this time of year? But if it's true that God became a man, why? Let me just finish with this point. Why? Why did God, who made it all, become a baby in a manger? Why did he become a man, pleased as man with men to dwell? Why did he become a baby in a manger, veiled in flesh, the Godhead scene. If you went to see the manger, you wouldn't have, you know, if you go to uh, Italian Renaissance pictures, you'd see babies with halos and, and 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 angels all around. But actually, if you went, it would just be like any other scene. They're actually told, look for a baby in a manger, be wrapped in swaddling clothes. It wouldn't be like any any. It'd be just like any other scene, any other baby scene. But yet, Wesley says, veiled in flesh, hidden in flesh, God. Hailed incarnate deity. I once was. Uh, I used to be a teacher, and I was once talking to a friend of mine uh, who'd had a really poignant family tragedy. This is many years ago when I was a teacher, and um, and he was reflecting on what happened, and, and he said, "Why doesn't God do something? Why is God so absent? Why doesn't God care?" Why isn't God involved? Why is he far away? And I didn't answer his question at the time because he wasn't really looking for an answer. He was just kind of processing his hurt. But I remember a a few weeks later, after the funeral, a few weeks later, uh, he was talking to me and and I said to him, you know, God does care. God has done something. God hasn't remained far off and indifferent to the suffering and the brokenness of the world, to the, to the sin and the death in the world. He's come. That, 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 when we feel the pain of this broken world, we can say, God, why haven't you done something? Why don't you do something? The fact is, he is. He has. Christmas is God has come. come. God loved the world so much to take on human flesh and to be born as one of us. To get his hands dirty in the rescue mission to save the world. Charles Wesley puts it like this in the third verse. Mild he lays his glory by. Born that man, name all may die. Born to raise the sons of earth. Born to give them second birth risen with healing in His wings, light and life to all He brings. Hail, the Son of Righteousness. Hail, the heaven-born Prince of Peace. It's no question in in Wesley's mind that this is the King of the Universe. He uses, Hail, the Son of Righteousness. Hail, the heaven-born Prince of Peace. But yet, God comes mild, that is as as opposed to mild and bitter at the local pub, but it's mild as in gentle. Jesus comes gently, mild he lays his glory by. The God who made it all, who lives in glorious light, hid himself as a man. Hid himself as a man. But yet when people encountered him, they started to say, there's something different about this man. Who is this that the wind and waves obey him? Who is this that can heal the sick? Who is this? There's something about this man. But yet, as he's washing his disciples' feet, it's incomprehensible for for them that he's God, but it's a revelation that's coming. This is God come. He's come as a servant. He's come to die a servant's death. Born that man... No more may die. Born to raise the sons of earth. Born to give them second birth. Risen with healing in his wings. Life and light to all he brings. Wesley dives right in. At the heart of this broken world, there's a problem. And, and, and please forgive me because it doesn't feel very Christmassy. But at the heart of this broken world, there's a problem. We all die. That's what my teacher's friend was coping with. That's what happens. We all die. But yet, Wesley says, and the Bible says, Jesus is born, so we don't want to die. So we're not going to die. Let me just explain this. Uh, uh, Imagine this is God. This Christmas tree is God. Okay, please don't go away with this. But imagine this is God, and God is life. What happened is that humanity stepped away from God, rejected God, and guess what happened? Death came. There's a separation between, between God and man. It's almost like the Christmas tree. This is a better illustration. But 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 this Christmas tree is is. Uh, I don't hope the ladies' college don't mind, but it, it's on its way out already. It, it's slowly dying. It's it's been cut off from the forest, cut off from life, and it's slowly slowly dying. And we're all like that. Whether you're young and think you're going to live forever, whether you're older, you think no death comes. We're slowly dying because we've stepped away from God. But actually, that's not bad news. It's good news because God has come. It says, Wesley says, peace on earth and mercy mild. God and sinners reconciled. God, Jesus has come to take us back and bring us to God so that we can be with life, light and life to all he brings, to bring us back to him. Jesus' friend Peter puts it like this. For Jesus Christ suffered death once for our sins. The righteous, that's Him, spotless, perfect, without fault. For the unrighteous, that's us, the broken, the faulted, the sinful, to bring us to God. He was put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit. Born that man no more may die. Born to raise the sons of earth, born to give them second birth. It's almost like saying, actually, I've come to give you a second chance, to give you a life that lasts forever, to a life that's not far from God, but close to God. And you might say, well, actually, Jesus' rescue mission is a failure, because people still die. People still die. But actually, uh, my my mother-in-law died 18 months ago, and at the funeral... I read these verses. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me will live, even though they die. Do you believe this? That's the message that's good news that Jesus has come to give life and light. And healing. The one who's been crucified is risen with healing to heal the broken world, to heal your life, to bring transformation. Now this might all go over your head. And you can lose the staggering impact of the message. Let me just read the impact of one guy who, who I've seen in concert many times. Uh, it's not uh, Freddie Mercury, it should have been, but hey. A guy called Bono. Let me finish with this. After returning home from a long tour, Bono, the lead singer of U2, returned to Dublin and attended a Christmas Eve carol service. At some point in that service, Bono recalls, I grasped the truth at the heart of the Christmas story. In Jesus, Bono says, God became a human being. With tears streaming down his face, Bono says, the idea that, these are his words, not mine, the idea that God, the source of love and logic, or love and truth in the universe, would seek to explain himself is amazing enough. That God would seek to explain himself by becoming a child born in poverty and straw. A child, I thought, wow. Just the poetry. I saw the divine genius of picking a particular point in time, late in time, and doing it this way. He says, love needs to find a form. Intimacy needs to be whispered. Love has to become an action or something concrete. It had to happen. There must be an incarnation. Love must be made flesh. And as we finish our carol service, I just want to ask you, is this important? How do you feel about this message of Christmas? Maybe you've heard this loads of times, and maybe you've heard it, hearing it fresh for the first time. But actually, what happened to Bono can happen to you. That you can see a fresh, God has come to earth with good news. For a broken world to change everything. For me, this is why I do the job I do, this fact is of ultimate importance. What it can't be is mildly important. Father, we just pray for this Christmas season that you'd help us understand the staggering revelation that you, Lord Jesus, have come to earth Today in Bethlehem, a saviour is born who is God, the Messiah, the King, the Lord. Amen. For more information, visit our website at godfirst.org.uk